You are listening to Kilometer Zero by the Cycling Podcast, powered by Super Sapiens. Energy management for committed athletes and coaches. I don't even think today was a race. It was just survival. We did a good attack from the back and closed the gap like real men. And also was a really nice gift from him uh, that he gave me the jersey he wrote with today as a thank you. I managed to win. <laughs> it's madness. It's a dream. It's invigorating. It's shocking. It's uh, it's a lot of words all put into one. At this Tour de France, the cycling podcast has four audio diarists. Ben O'Connor of AG2R Citroën, Victor Campenarts of Quebeca Next Hash, Connor Swift of Arkea Samsic, and Tim de Klerk of De Koenig Quickstep. In this, the second kilometre zero devoted to their daily updates, we'll hear from the quartet, who are all experiencing very different races. From de Klerk's efforts to help Mark Cavendish finish within the time limit in Tinia, to O'Connor, who won the stage and climbed to second overall. It's funny to think that on Sunday we had riders at both ends of the race, both engaged in full-on intense efforts with so much at stake for both of them and their teams. And it's the first time we've had an audio diarist on the virtual podium of a Grand Tour, a phenomenal achievement by O'Connor, and we feel very privileged to have the inside track. We're going to hear all about that victory on Stage 9 from O'Connor, but let's hear from another Connor first, the always entertaining Connor Swift. Charge return just nine months later, and again he's gonna do it. He's gonna win the stage. The tour winner is off the mark in 2021. He's here reporting for duty. Shows the green jersey right now, and here he comes. Mark Cavendish lights it up. Oh, it's getting brutal. Still Bowali in the frame as well on the throw. Oh, oh! and Mark Cavendish shakes two fists at the sky. It'll go well, to then, a quick recap of uh, the past two stages, obviously. Yesterday we had the time trial and uh, yeah, I've got to say I, I went out there, did it pretty hard just to see see where I am at this at this level and um, yeah, looks like not very good. I can't believe uh, the times that some of the guys uh, did yesterday and uh, the extra power and you know needed to uh, even be in the top twenty. It's uh, ridiculous. Um, but yeah, obviously it was uh, it was nice uh, to do the time trial. Good little effort. The special thing with the time trial is is uh, that the car following behind the has your your name on it. So uh, all the fans there uh, shouting "Go Connor" or "Go Swift," and you kind of feel super special, you know, on the day, even though they probably haven't got a clue who you actually are. And I can remember from the Tour de France last year. Uh, all these people was you know shouting my name and things like that and uh, I was kind of starstruck and then it's only just kind of clocked with me yesterday oh they were shouting my name because it's it's following me behind it's not just because they I'm some sort of uh, you know cycling hero <laughs> moving on to today's stage oh it was a fast one and uh, yeah we, we made a bit of an error at the start I've got to admit that you know sprint stage on paper 160k flat day uh, you think, oh yeah, no stress. One, two guys going to go up the road. Road will be blocked. And what do you know? But the uh, seven or eight guys went full gas. You know, the the motors of the peloton basically. I think there was Niels Pollitt in there, Thomas de Gen, Greg van Avermaet, Kasper Askren. And then next thing you know, the DS is telling you to get to the front and start chasing. <laughs> so uh, yeah, the first uh, twenty thirty minutes of that stage was pretty full gas and. 
I was up there from our, our team uh, with Anthony Delaplace and Bargill chasing. So uh, that was a bit of a panicky moment. You know, I think I think those guys got a minute and uh, you give those guys, you know, anything more than a minute and uh, that's it, it's done. But uh, luckily we, we you know, we, we pulled really full gas and the elastic didn't snap and uh, fortunately that, that, that strong move came back in the end and... Uh, and then coming into the final today, you know, uh, yeah, super, super fast. Really nice running, big wide road, you know, straight line. And um, we was, uh, obviously our objective was for Nasser, you know, he's finished third, uh, second. And obviously we wanted uh, him to go for the win today. And um, just before the final, like, town moved up on the right-hand side, there was a bit of a crash. I unfortunately got a bit stuck behind that and... Um, didn't actually make it to get back to the front to help help out in the lead out. So uh, then it was left to McClay and Clement Russell who made it through. Yeah, NASA got dropped off on Cavendish's wheel and uh, yeah, it was a close sprint in the end. Um, and yeah, just just incredible uh, Cavendish, you know, winning. I mean, I seen him win the other day when NASA got second and uh, his first stage win the other day and I was just made up for him, you know. It's so special special and so nice to see uh, him winning again I think it was uh, you know the, the, the crazy stage with all the crashes I was there obviously trying to get stuck in to help NASA and then he comes alongside me Cavendish and he's like I don't want to fight with you Swifty I'm sure if he stuck a few elbows in or something I'd get a bit scared but um, yeah gave him gave him a little bit of space and uh, and then yeah I joked with him today when he was in the green jersey rolled up to him and I was like I don't want to fight with you Cav and uh, just just congratulated him obviously being in the green jersey and uh, yeah super nice to see and then for him to pull off the win today as well uh, oh, it's just awesome and just uh, so happy for for the fella and um, yeah it just, just shows you know just don't stop believing and uh, you know if you keep on putting in the hard work and uh, you believe you know that those uh, big breakthroughs and big comebacks and big wins uh, can come along the way so uh, yeah it's just really inspiring really the longest stage in the Tour de France for 21 long years a day for the epic a day for the history books a day for Matej Mohoric to win a stage on the Tour de France Victor Campenarts Quebec are next hash Yes, indeed, I was uh, very motivated to be in this uh, breakaway today as it was the first real breakaway stage. I tried to did some moves and then I ended up in a big group with also Van Aert and uh, Van der Poel. Um, that was not really what I was hoping for, but we, we got a quite a good gap. Um, and then in the end, I came in a really good position with... Uh, Van Moer and Mohoric, they were already in front and then I breached, breached the gap with Jasper Stuyven. Jasper Stuyven is a good friend of me in cycling and also outside of cycling. Uh, so we we talked together to uh, to bridge the gap and we did it quite smoothly. We we did a nice, nice pace, a good attack from the back and, um, and closed the gap like a real man. But then we passed the 200k mark and um, I could feel uh, energy levels were running low and I could feel why Jasper Stuyven won Milan Sanremo and I broke the hour record. Uh, I felt I was lacking energy, although I was um, fueling up all the ride quite well and I just um, had to let him go. Mohoric was incredible, 
he was on another level. I was happy Stuyven became second. I look forward to other breakaway stages and of course I look forward to maybe a breakaway stage that is not a distance of a classic race. But um, we will see what we can do and also it's quite clear what, what my focus should be this um, coming off season to focus on making my engine bigger, doing a lot of long, long endurance rides because um, as I want to perform well in classics, this will be a, a key in my preparation. Uh, 500 meters or so for Dylan turns and the camera pans back and guesses on his case. It's absolutely remarkable. Here it is, Pogaccia sailing by uh, Jan Izagiri. Michael Woods will be next. Connor Swift. There we have it. Another tough old day in the saddle, especially after uh, 250, 50-odd K yesterday. Yeah, it was just crazy, you know, that that breakaway that went away and just a chase behind and then the final. Yeah, super, super tough day and, you know, proper racing, really. And then uh, we go on to today with uh, the uphill start. Pretty much every team warming up, you know, pre-stage for the uphill start, getting ready, getting ready to buckle up. And uh, that's just what it was like, you know, straight from the gun, bam. Obviously, the weather today, I think throughout the whole stage, it rained, uh, which, to be fair, I don't mind. I, I'd take today's stage over, you know, a, a super hot hot day, any uh, stage of this Tour de France. You know, for me, Englishman, Yorkshireman, it's uh, quite nice conditions to race in. Well, I quite like it anyway. First climb, bam, full gas, and then we hit the descent, wet descent you know people leaving gaps left right and center and uh and then yeah there was there was breaks in the peloton and i think me and like three others was like the last uh people the the back end of you know what was the front of the race basically get get down to the valley and look around and there's no one else there and there's only around 60 to 70 guys you know at the front of the race which is pretty crazy i was there with uh quintana from our team and um the DS was telling me, you know, to follow certain moves because Quintana wanted to get up the road today and he wanted, uh, you know, someone up the road present to help him out later on into the stage. So, yeah, I was I was there in this pretty uh, quality front group and I think I looked at the clock and it was an hour and 45 until uh, a breakaway finally formed and obviously we had Quintana there, which was, which was good and we was happy and... And then, uh, yeah, the, the group out from went a bit easier for, I don't know, maybe five minutes, and then, then the tempo got set. And then I think I stayed with that group until the second-to-last climb. Uh, and then, yeah, that was that was my day day done. Didn't really have to suffer anymore. Just, just uh, you know, ease it back to the finish line, basically. I was in a little group with Fred Wright, fellow Englishman, and uh, had a good conversation with him. So, uh, yeah, after... A, crazy start to the stage it finished uh, as nice as it could basically um, and then yeah it's just all about recovering now for another you know day tomorrow who knows how it's going to pan out tomorrow after the, you know the past two stages have been raced like bloody one day it's, it's, it's crazy and I think the big thing is now like so many people are at GC contention so that means all these climbers that 
should be going for GC and just super strong people in general. They're all getting up the road, you know, searching for that stage win now. So that's what's what I feel like's making the race, you know, a lot harder. Uh, is that there's not so many people going for GC and everyone's kind of looking for a blooming stage win. Ben O'Connor, AG2R Citroen. Today was another day of madness. It's uh, It was so uncontrollable at the start and uh, it sure made for an entertaining race to watch. Um, the roads were just so wet and so slippery and yeah, if you think about recovery, I was just hoping not to slip myself and and look after my already beaten up body. Um, I personally feel better as the race is going on. And yeah, I can say I'm really content and happy. And I can almost actually now I think about it more, be proud about being up there with some of the top top boys in, in the race. I guess we all finished together in the end. Um, and there's just one guy that's uh, a step above us all. So it's nice to know that. And to know that you're in the ballpark with the with the top guys in the Tour de France right now, it gives you confidence and it makes me believe that by the end of these three weeks, good things will come. Um, and yeah, I always aim for a win, and that would be the dream. But to race like this in the Tour de France is uh, already a huge uh, victory personally for myself. Um, it's guy. I guess it's like one of those things they hear from guys the first time they do Liège, best on Liège. Normally they don't finish. When you take a leap into something new, uh, the experience can be hard to grapple with initially. So I'm really proud that it's worked out well for now. And I just hope that tomorrow we can do more of the same. It's gonna be cold, it's gonna be wet. And uh, I think it's going to be a day where you actually really have to be careful about what you wear because you need to forget that it's uh, summer right now this weekend because it definitely doesn't feel like it. You are listening to Kilometer Zero by The Cycling Podcast, powered by Super Sapiens, energy management for committed athletes and coaches. Go to supersapiens.com for more on how to track your energy levels and fuel for success. Hey everyone, uh, Sam here again. So it's the morning before the race. Um, you might be able to hear the faint sound of the buses rattling in the background as we're just about to leave the team hotel. We haven't actually had our team meeting yet. We'll have it before the start. So we find out more about what the roles are today. Um, but for me, uh, the first thing in the morning is making sure that my blood sugars are in range. You know, it's uh, the end of the night before and the start of the morning. You know, it's important to make sure that you're steady coming into the race ready. So making sure the diabetes management is tip top. We had a good solid breakfast, um, making sure that, as I said, those blood sugar levels are right and get us set for the race. It's something that we have to focus on a bit more now heading into into the race uh, it's good to be level so the next few hours are going to be key and we'll look into the the specific diabetes management personally of that uh, on the way to the race and as the race is just about to start hey everyone so we've just uh, turned up at the start of Lugano we're on the team bus and we're um, just gone through our team meeting our roles our responsibilities for today uh, to set the scene it's super sunny super hot so that should make for at least the beginning of a good race so the course today is a uh, eight 
uh, lapped circuit, 23k. Uh, two climbs. The first one is 6k, and it's from the gun. So uh, the start of the race is going to be full gas. It's going to be uh, tight. It's going to be technical. So uh, we're going to have to give it everything from the gun. Um, in terms of roles for today, we're going to look at um, trying to get in in the move uh, if it's right for us. So uh, we'll be there covering moves. Uh, it's not the overall goal, but uh, we just want to have a strong race. So um, I'm looking to be active, looking to move around and see what I can do with the legs I've got today. So I'm really excited. Uh, watch this space and wish us luck. Horrible, horrible day on the bike. It's only 12 degrees out there today. We're, t- we're hearing too that at the top of some of the passes, only eight degrees. And with the wind and rain, it's going to get into the body. It's going to feel pretty horrible. Connor Swift, Arkea Samsic. So I'll get my uh, audio diary in pretty soon after today's stage because, you know, the mind's a fun- funny thing. After uh, certain days on the bike like today, it likes to totally erase it from the mind so that you don't realise how much pain and suffering, you know, sometimes you go through on the bike, you know, things kicked off straight from the gun again. Went up a 2.8k climb, I think. Full biscuit. Uh, Guys wanting to go in the breakaway. I think the peloton was like around 50, 60 guys at the top of the climb and then on the false flat afterwards, I think it dragged on for another 5k or so at 4, 5%. And uh, you've got attacks coming left, right and centre. And that's where Quintana got up the road and he was up there with uh, Bargill and Ellie Gisbert. And I was, uh, well, I was going to say sitting sweet behind, you know, the UAE guys. But um, yeah, it wasn't that easy. And uh, yeah, the the big break of the day finally, finally went. Then we went on to a load of different climbs. Uh, and then I think it was a third to last climb called the whatever UAE, uh, you know, up the tempo there. And then that was kind of when the, uh, I was going to say racing kicked off, but I don't even think today was a race. It was just survival. Especially with the rain, it was a lot colder than yesterday. I'm not a guy that, you know, really gets super cold or moans about about the rain or wants to wrap up super warm. But today was just kind of another level and also did something that I've never, ever done before is and seen people do, which I've never, ever seen before. You know, people just stopping at the side of Rome road, full rain bag, DSs, mechanics, helping them, you know, put on extra layers and getting on gloves. And yeah, I did that at the, the top of the... Second to last climb to go. Uh, the, the the car came up and stopped over at the side of the road and, yeah, got on this big, thick, you know, uh, black jacket, thickest rain cape I had, put some neoprene gloves on and then we had a 20k descent. And uh, even then I was still, you know, super cold on the descent. But everyone was in the same boat. And, uh, yeah, it's definitely going to be a day that, you know... <laughs> lived with me for a long time and I think some other people too it was um, crazy Quintana up the road today and he's taken the KOM jersey so everyone's super happy about that we'll we'll be looking to you know keep that jersey now and uh, take it all the way basically so yeah it's uh, it's great for the team unfortunately today we uh, had Anthony Delaplace on a you know super bad day and he was outside the time limit so uh, 
absolutely gutted for him. And even at some points today, you know, you're in the race, you're suffering, but I thought to my, I, I just had a bit of a laugh to myself, a bit of a giggle sometimes because no point putting yourself in a mood at the end of the day, you know, you're in the, the biggest uh, bike race there is in the world. You know, it's it's not an easy sport and if it was easy, there'd be a lot more people doing this. To stay in the race today, it's 37 minutes, 20 seconds. There will be some worried, worried sprinters behind, I think. Mark Cavendish, as it stands, looking good to make the time cut. Tim DeClerc, the current quick step. Hi, guys. Yeah, today was a... Uh... It stays for the history books, I think, uh, for myself then at least. Um, we know it was going to be hard uh, with Mark, the weather conditions and uh, and also the fact that the GC is, uh, I'm not going to say decided, but it's already yeah clear that wh who's the best rider here. So that means that a lot, a lot of the teams want to go in the break, but also good riders. So that's why... The last two stages were were so so hard. I think um, we expected it to be hard, but to be this hard, we kind of already from the first climb uh, we were dropped. But um, <clears throat> we had the idea and the plan not to not to overextend with calf. And if we could find a nice group, the better. But we tried to make our own pace. Uh, I stayed with him from from the first climb, but. As we knew that the time limit was going to be really tight, um, we really had to push him to, to really go on his limit that he that he that he didn't crack. Also, the, so never go over the limit, but also not under the limit. So really, chapeau for him. Already for me, it was uh, it was hard, but I, I cannot imagine uh, to do five hour, hour long in the in the pouring rain to ride five hours and at one piece on your limits that's that's really really hard so big chapeau for him and i'm i'm glad i could uh contribute together with this uh, and michael on the climbs i always took the lead because i know a little bit the pace that i think mark can handle and then when it needed to be a bit slower or um he, he told me and so we we could really Ride his pace uh, the whole day, but I said he was uh, he was the whole day on the limit. So it really took uh, the mentality of uh, of the champion to finish it off. Just to make it was a was an incredible feeling, and also was a really nice gift from him uh, that he gave me the jersey he wrote with today uh, as a thank you, which will have a. A nice place uh, because yeah, this uh, this jersey will have uh, a lot of uh, a lot of nice memories. I think I can speak for all of us that this feels a little bit like a like a victory. Even um, if you see how many guys were out uh, and that we were in, still in with calf, I think uh, that's really a nice feeling. Victor Campanarts. Hey guys, um, I have to say I'm. I'm... I'm quite cooked. Uh, I'm not not actually what I expected from these uh, days. I'm not really a climber, but normally I'm not in in trouble. But uh, I've been in trouble, in big trouble, especially yesterday and the day before. Actually, also, yeah, these are not the glamorous days of being a cyclist. It's hard. Um, 
and it's also hard to find some uh, morale, I have to say. Uh, the level is uh, extremely high. Ben O'Connor, all the way from Western Australia to the Alps in France, is going to put an entertaining end to what has been the most entertaining of opening weeks you are ever likely to see. Stage win number 20 for Azure Desire. It's one up now for Ben O'Connor, and he better believe it. You heard it there. Good job. I think that's an understatement. Ben O'Connor. Tour de France, stage nine, and I managed to win. It's uh, it's madness. It's a dream. It's invigorating. It's shocking. It's uh, it's a lot of words all put into one. It's gratitude to everyone who's who's helped me to to start cycling, to I guess begin racing, learn racing, and then try win racing. And you learn and you fail and you stress and it all goes wrong and then gradually things start to click and the shitty has been like that and yeah, you've heard from me for the first couple of days it was pretty rough. Um but never lose hope and to win yesterday is yeah is is, is madness it was an incredible day it was uh i guess it looks so spectacular when it's uh on the weekend and in the rain and the alps and uh yeah it was a it was a big effort but personally for me it's it's kind of racing i love it's kind of mano a mano one-on-one -on -one, you it's not a lot of crazy tactics and stuff like this it's just uh a, a gunfight almost uh so yeah to end up here in teens raising your arms is something i'll never forget for the team it's just remember it's a it's a french team um it's not just the tour de france it is the biggest event in cycling it's also even more so for a french team so you know you see uh, Vance Levenu, my team boss, uh, when I'm in the ceremony, he's got a tear in his eye, and he's coming up to me, gives me a big hug, and yeah, it's it's pretty humbling when you when you see that when you've had so many champions before, and how much it means to him and his family, and by family I mean the team. It's that I think that's the most uh, shocking. It's the the happiness and pride that it gives to to so many people that you that you've met in the past and even people you don't know at all. Um, they love to watch that and it gave them entertainment. I think that's, uh, uh, or inspiration actually even as well. And that's the special thing about sport and it's one of the reasons why I guess sport's so successful and well-known and uh, inspiring for for people. I can't wait for the rest of the Tour de France now and it's in a position that's much higher than I thought I was going to be, seeing a second overall. It's pretty inspiring to me because I never thought I'd be up there in this kind of situation. And there's actually a great chance because I raced with these guys in Dauphiné and Romandie and I was there with them. So there's no reason why I can't personally hold that. And you know what? I got no stress because I was able to, to win yesterday. And that's... It, it, it softens your heart. You just aim then to do your best every single day um, because the aim yesterday wasn't actually to be in the break. But I took the chance and 
I took the risk and it really rewarded me. Um, so now actually I can take a different mindset of being as smart as possible. I don't need to take these big chances and I can I can wait and and try and be in, as intelligent as possible um, to maximize the the time gap that I've got now to the to the guys behind me. I'm being realistic here. I'm not chasing yellow at all. Um, for sure, it's amazing to think about, but uh, you have to be realistic, and that's not, <laughs> and that's not it. So, yeah, you'll see these next days of hard racing, and uh, we'll see where we where we end up. But it's uh, to go from woe to success is it makes me so proud, and uh, I can't wait to crack on for the rest of the Tour de France. Ben O'Connor is going on to the GC podium. Ben O'Connor is about to make a name for himself in Tour history. Attacking from a long, long way out. You've been listening to an episode of Kilometre Zero by the Cycling Podcast, supported by Super Sapiens. Thanks to our four audio diarists. We're very grateful to them for taking the time to keep us updated on their race. Thanks again to, to Eurosport GCN for the commentary clips that you heard in this episode. And thanks to Hugh Owen, who produced this episode.